And what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Bear Down Sports Association Podcast, episode 78 today. Myself, Brandon Kurtzman. As always, this podcast is brought to you by Old Bridge Pizza. Shout out to our guys over at Old Bridge Pizza, sponsoring us the entire way through the season. Shout out to Larry Mark for um, being being a, being a trooper and investing into the league. Very appreciated. Much appreciated. Shout out to our guys over at Old Bridge Pizza. And shout out to Sean McDonald at Chaos Gym. Still running indoor workouts. Still doing their thing. Uh, great. for uh, Very appreciative of him sponsoring the league as well. Also investing in our cause. Um, I know they've gotten a lot out of it, so I'm glad their money was well spent. Um, sign up first class free first month 50% off he's still running classes running virtual classes they have a podcast now Um, so yeah follow all that good stuff the Instagram is always posting new things to do uh, little challenges this kind of gets you going through the coronavirus as we uh, prepare for a possible second lockdown yeah so um, yeah TJ seems thrilled about that (laughs) But uh, yeah, let's get into let's get a quick recap of the semifinal games, which both turned out being very good ones. I thought. Uh, I guess we could start with the six o'clock game. Sounds like I'm playing your role a little. Like, yeah, right you now. took you you went you went and took it, but yeah. it's all right. I'm not mad at it. Uh, I wanted to say first, Christmas before that, I wanted to say happy Thanksgiving. Happy every, Thanksgiving. Happy yes, Thanksgiving yes. to everybody out there. Happy Thanksgiving to the league. Everyone yeah. says it's kind of like a cult, but... Uh, yeah, it's a family. Yeah, it's it's a, a family. family. So happy, things things happy Thanksgiving to everyone out there. We're super thankful that we're able to do this and, and run the league and have people who tune into the podcast every week. Like, it's honestly, it's hilarious. We record the podcast and we have a pretty nice, consistent base of people who listen to it and, and like the podcast and enjoy it. So shout out to everyone out there. As always, make sure you subscribe to whatever platform you're listening to us on and go over onto the YouTube and subscribe as well because I think we might have some content coming out during even the off season. Yeah. So we'll uh, definitely go on and subscribe over to the YouTube because we also, got some stuff coming yeah, out. Yeah, I also want to say it's just because we're at the top of the podcast, everyone's definitely still listening. Um... Prepare for a Sunday league starting mid Marchish, hopefully. So if that's, if I know that's a, a Kurtz I know that's a, a Kurtz bot, I, huh, like, I just know that I listen. I'm at the semifinals. I'm doing the Instagram live and I'm walking around and I'm hearing people like, "Ooh, when's the next league?" And I, people are texting me, "When is we gonna start up again?" We don't know with coronavirus. I'm not gonna get into that, but just that's the plan currently to get a spring league in before a major summer season hopefully the best one we've had yet but yeah that's All, where we're at. also we could also kill any rumor of the basketball league yeah it's not, pos- not, not possible, possible right now not possible so no I'm, I'm sorry I wanted to run a basketball league again but not possible at this time so like I said Sundays mid-March that is when we're looking to that's start. the target so Registration would be rolling around somewhat soon-ish, so just keep your <laughs> eyes peeled for that. All right, let's get into the uh, let's get into the games. Let's recap the games. So I'll the start. Game. The six o'clock game. I was not there. Okay. You have to carry that one. I, I was you. at evaluations. No, so uh, before the game, I was kind of asking around, like, "Hey, what do you think's going to happen tonight? Both games." Everyone was kind of like, "I think Falcons blow out, blow them out, but Bills Dolphins is a good game." And I was really confused by that because I kind of felt like. Um, the Cardinals would be able to keep it close with the Falcons, and I happened, I was correct. I did say in the last podcast that they would keep it close for sure. And midway through this game at halftime, the Cardinals are up 13-0. The Falcons are lifeless. It looks like an early score in the second half could put the Falcons away late, early in the second half, but IB was able to rally the troops. He was able to get consistent offensive yards after struggling with um, a lot of third and longs, a lot of penalties bringing them back. They had a penalty, they had a TD call back for, from a penalty as well in the first half. So I just felt like the Falcons did a very good job at being a resilient group. We've seen it all year. They're able to score in a flash. They scored on two uh, broken play, big plays, one by Cologne, one by Jack, and then Jack also threw a touchdown to IB to ended up being the game winner. But... This game was super competitive, a 2019 final. The Cardinals came out with a game plan, and they absolutely dominated that first half. And I honestly think they even dominated a little more into that game. I just think when it came down to it, the Falcons had a little too much talent on the offensive side of the ball to be shut down all game. When I got there and and everyone's like, all right, the Falcons won, because I came at the very end of the game like, yeah, the Falcons just won. And then they were like, oh, but they were down 13-0. I was asking around how that happened. I asked Jack. Jack told me he was never worried in the game, but other people told me that it looked they thought they were going to win there for a second. It looked like the Cardinals were going to take it. Yeah, they were just. I think a lot of people were saying that because a lot of people were seeing the lifelessness. Like first possession, they get the Cardinals in two fourth down scenarios, and both times 
um, Cardinals convert, and on the second one, it ended up being a touchdown, a 10-yard touchdown to Kramer. Um, that sucks a little bit of life out of you on defense. You get them into two fourth downs, can't stop them either time. Then they come down, they don't score. Uh, uh, Cardinals get the ball back, come right back down the field, Joe Piscopo rushing touchdown. You're down 13 in, in an instant. Yeah. And the possessions in this game were very, um, there weren't a lot of possessions. There were only two real possessions from each team in the first half. And then IB had his third possession, last play, Hail Mary, and Joe's last possession was him just trying to run out the first half, basically. So possessions were hard to come by, and you had to execute. You knew that how, how, that's how the game was going to be. It was going to be a slower-paced game, and both teams took to that slower pace, um, rush, running the play clock low on most plays. Um, I know Jack says he wasn't afraid, but listen, I'm not trying to knock the Falcons' offense in this one, but Cologne, 35-yard touchdown with a, a four or five missed flag grabs. Um, Jack had like a 35-yard touchdown where he made a couple guys miss, which is a lot more normal than a Cologne touchdown, which all I'm saying is that the consistent offense moving the ball really only happened on one possession of probably the six or seven they had. So that's just a little bit of a concern if we, as we hint at a championship preview later (laughs) in the podcast. Um, I'm not going to, we have the awards to go over at the end of this podcast as well that we probably should have mentioned even a little bit earlier, but we're still Within the first ten minutes, well, here, it'll so be on the tweet. So it'll yeah, be yeah, the timestamp will be on the tweet. But um, just a really good season overall from the Cardinals. Like Joe was phenomenal, Tompkins was phenomenal, Douglas was phenomenal, Musi was great for them, J.K. Will was great for them, um, Ed Zalek was great for them. Like everyone who's on on that squad this season, they played their role really well. They tried really hard and they came out and they played like. No shame at all in losing to the Falcons by what one point yeah, by losing and, losing and, by one point. It, it was um, it might not have even ended up being a one point loss. They, they went, went for, for two. two. No, you have to go for two. Oh, when you're in the that worst situation, team, you go for two. Yes, well, worst when you're, team, when I'm you're saying, playing, yes, you play to win. You get all right. We get two points here, or we stop, or we have to stop and bimbo in overtime. Mm-hmm. I say it's easier to get that two point conversion. They went for it, didn't work, but still, that's you know it's yeah. gutsy, and I like that from Joe, and I like that attitude. I think that a lot of those guys. Um, coming back into the league next season will be viewed a lot higher as they did yes. coming into the season. I think it will be a lot harder to keep that team together because if I if I saw the way that a guy like for instance like take J.K. Will for example right he shouldn't be a ninth round pick or an eighth no. round pick wherever he no. ended up yeah he being. should yes he will move up in the draft because he tries hella hard he, he wants to win and he plays he plays the role and he grabs the fucking shit out of flags like the, now that <laughs> now that yo I'm obsessed with flag grabbing now I it's am it's a I huge am. thing I just this, talked about two two I am I I had. When we go over our ballots later, I'll talk about why I have some of the things the way I do. Yeah. And a lot of it is because of flag grabbing. And I think flag grabbing is the most... I think it should be a hot skill. take. No. should be a hot take. I think it's the most important defensive skill to have in the league. Like, if, if you could grab the flag, it's mm-hmm. it, it prevents the Cologne play. It prevents a 35-yard touchdown, 40-yard touchdown. Like, the teams that grab the, teams that grab the flag the best are usually the teams that are going to win the game. So... Yeah. Um, I think those guys, especially James, like they played well, and I think they're going to move up in the draft. So shout out to everyone on the Cardinals, uh, really good season, and shout out to Joe for being a beast, and shout out to obviously the Falcons, Kurtzman. I had them picked before the season to win the championship. I picked them before the playoffs. Yeah, they are. And here we are, um, I beat in the championship. Yeah, a couple of big plays I just want to highlight in this game because yeah. I just I went I just put all the film up. So when you're listening to this, all the film has already been up most of Thanksgiving Day. But um, huge plays. Um, Falcons and Cardinals tied. Thir- it was a third and eight. Douglas wide open drop. Would have been a first down. Joe looks at me and says, what do you think I should do? And I said to him, "What do you? I'm not going to tell you what to do. What do you think is easier? Getting eight yards here or stopping IB? Because you're tied 13-13. He obviously thought that getting eight yards was going to be easier than stopping IB. And I think he made the correct decision. They ended up not getting it, but I still thought that was the correct decision. You played a win. Um, you played a- Joe made all the moves that... Me and you would love to see an NFL coach make. They made all the go for it on fourth down, go for two to try to win the game. Um, shoot a three when you're yeah, down two on the road. Exactly. Like things like yeah, <laughs> things like that, yeah. no, for sure. And um they went to Tompkins on that fourth down, pass was a little behind him, Justin made a nice play on the ball as well. Um the 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 Cardinals came in with a game plan and they thought they executed pretty well. It sometimes the dice just doesn't go your way. I felt like you run that game back a couple more times, the Cardinals probably get a couple wins in there somewhere. So um, great season from the Cardinals. Joe major improvements um, this year as a quarterback, as a player, as a play caller, as captain. Um, he's got heart heart of a lion. 
And uh, hope can't wait to see him either play quarterback or not play quarterback going forward in the league. Obviously, I want him playing quarterback. Joe, but, uh, Joe sent me a hilarious oh text God. yesterday. What did he say? He texted me at like 11.30 at night last night. Of course. And he goes, yo, now that the season's over, when are we going to get fucked up together? <laughs> he must not know yet. <laughs> um... <laughs> I just thought that was funny. That was such a random text on my phone. Joe's my guy, though, man. Shout yeah. out to Joe. Uh, there's no, there's no world where I will not let. Like Joe's not allowed to play in the league next season unless he's quarterback. You heard that, Joe? Yeah, like he knows that. Okay, he know he's very Let's well. Let's get aware to the stats so we can get to the next one. Uh, <laughs> Pittsburgh was 12 to 19, 85 yards and a touchdown. Also threw a pick. Had 10 rushes, 90 yards and a touchdown as well. Tompkins seven for 57. Uh, Douglas had one one catch, four yards. Also had the 37-yard touchdown off the ladder, all on the hook and ladder. Also had two pass breakups on the line. Um, UC had one catch for six yards. Uh, sorry, Kramer had a 10-yard touchdown. Pass breakups by Kramer and Ivanak as well. And J.K. Well had two catches for eight yards. On the Falcon side, IB, 8 of 16, 124 yards, two touchdowns. Also had seven carries for 88 yards. Also had the interception on the last play of the game. Justin, four catches, 27 yards, but caught two conversions. Uh, Jack, two catches, 55 yards, and a touchdown. Also threw a touchdown to Ivy, which was the green winner. Uh, Johnny Mack had a few tackles and a pass breakup. Jiggy had a sack. Cologne, two catches, 45 yards, and a touchdown. Ivy, one catch, five yards, and a touchdown. Dean, one catch, two yards. All right, let's move on to the... Uh, other game, let's go to the Dolphins against the Bills. You saw this entire game? I did see this game. Um... My my big takeaway from this one is all year long, I've kind of just doubted the Dolphins. Yeah, and I not that I I've had them at two in the power. No, but you've been down in your analysis of them multiple times a year. It's kind of just been like, does is the roster fully there for Sobes? Yes. Like, and it's to the point marks. where, and you'll see on my ballot, it comes to the point where I don't need to see big names anymore. I don't need to see, like, the quote-unquote stars. Like, okay, you have Dylan who you're going to draft in the first round. But how many weeks in a row does Cody, Cody Norton have to be a beast before you you're just, just like, all right, Cody's a beast, let's pencil yeah. him in. How many times, like, how many times does Zach Bellheimer have to force, like, just immense pressure before on the quarterback before you're just like, okay, I could count on Zach to get pressure every week. Like, that's on me. That's on me that mm-hmm. I was I – was, I had them at two in the power ranks. I'm not gonna be a guy. I was low on them, but no. you were low I was, on the roster. Yeah, I was. I think many people were. Like how many? And I've said about TJ all the time. Like how many times am I gonna have to just sit here and talk about? Oh, they don't have this, they don't have that. But they got TJ. They got Sean McDonald. They got Mork. Like they have a good team. They're just yeah. solid. They're just mad solid. And in this game, you know, Dylan huge touchdown in this one. I thought Sobes. Yeah, Sobes was phenomenal in this one as well. Like they were, they were ready to go. Cody was phenomenal in this one. They were ready to go in this one. The Bills, though, on the other hand, were as even early in the game. I was like, "Oh, this one's gonna get out of hand." Like, I like because the it they were nothing. it was it would look like it was gonna get out of hand. Thirteen It looked like it was gonna get out of hand. But Suroff and the Bills, they kept with it. They kept fighting. They kept talking. They kept the morale up, and they were there with a chance. Last play of the game, twenty yards out, to score a touchdown and, and win yeah. the game. Like they had their opportunity, and I thought that was like that was basically their entire season in a nutshell. Because yeah. they were down early, and it looked like it was dead, dead in the water. And they played really well, and, you know, Misha was great. I thought Q was really good. Steven was phenomenal in this game as well. Um, they, they were just everywhere. And I thought Suroff did a really good job in this game of, uh, of, pushing, of pushing the pressure, I guess I should say. Um, and you know what we don't give him enough credit for either? The way he moves back yeah. there. Like, like he, he was – I feel like he started running a little bit more as the season went on, and, yeah. and he was a little bit more mobile, like – the way he moves, we did not give him anywhere near enough credit. And as far as just a team leader in the league, I think you could put him up with the best of them because those guys clearly wanted to win and they were all on the same page. And even though there was a little bit of you know a team controversy in that one, <laughs> there was a little on, bit yeah. yelling between Zach and Q. I think Suroff was just like like he's straight up with his guys. He was like, "Yo, stop being a baby and let's play. We have a game to win." Yeah, like that's that's good. And, you know, not a lot of guys can step up and say something like that. So shout out to Suroff and the Bills. I thought this was, was a really good game. And the result was what I expected, but yeah. just how it got there was a little bit different. Yeah, um, I think you hit on a lot of good points. Um, I think one thing about Sarov running more is that he knows how to make guys miss his flag. And I think all quarterbacks know when the playoffs get going, 
running just seems like a little bit more of a better option. Like, you just see every quarterback, their rushing attempts kind of rose a few attempts in the playoff games. Sobes was averaging, like, three, maybe four rushing attempts um, in the regular season. He's had seven and ten last two weeks. Okay. Uh, Suroff had four rushing attempts, which honestly might have been the most he's had in a game this season. Um, in this game... I think really what killed the Bills was just the offensive inconsistency and ability to keep the ball. Keep the ball. They had two plays, two long touchdowns. Really, um, uh, he only completed nine balls. Start off, the pressure didn't always feel like it was on heavily on the Dolphins' defense to make a play. Yeah. It was more of the Bills. I didn't think personally were doing the easy things to make the Dolphins have to make a play. Like, one thing was that Q didn't have a touch in the first half. They had an interception in this game, the Dolphins, correct? The Dolphins had two interceptions okay. in this game. One was on... One was the play right after Sir, right after Sobes threw his interception. Yeah. Sir, threw one right back, yeah. which was a huge, yeah, huge play, play in the, the game. That's what I was thinking. And the first one, I think, was at the end of the half. Yeah, was I was thinking... Half. I was talking so, about the one you just talked yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. No, that was a, and that was a huge play in the game. Um, it... it it, it, when I was doing the stats, I couldn't believe Q didn't have a touch in the first half. I thought only had only one target, so I think that was a little early on. I think the um, the DBs on the Dolphins were playing a little back where you could have exploited screens, make them have to pull Q's flag. Q is one of the harder flags to pull in the league because he's faster, shiftier, uh, dips a little bit. He's just one of those guys that with the ball in his hands, he's got the ability with making people miss to go 45 and go yeah. to the house. Um, I thought, once again, Steve was a demon. As we say <laughs> every week, uh, another 100-yard game for him. He's a big play waiting to happen. I think I told him after last week he was only playing when he had 300-yard games. He now has 400-yard <laughs> games in only like seven or eight games played. Yeah, Steve's a god. Steve made two big plays in this game going up over, I think, Buster and whoever the safety was on that side to make a touchdown and also had a catch and run over the middle on a really good throw by Suroff. Um I thought the Bills really put themselves, like you said, in, in chance to win this game like their season's been. They've just always had an opportunity to win, and they weren't able to get it done, but they did get it done in some instances. They had a huge goal line stop, which Sobes goes yes. to run and forth. They yeah. have to get the ball yeah, back. Yeah, the ball yeah, back. Get, 15 seconds. Had get a chance, a chance to win. Yeah, that was crazy. That's the, that's, the, that's the saying of their season. They had a chance to win. Like, they gave themselves an opportunity in the last plays of the game to put themselves in position to win the game. And if it wasn't first, it was a bad snap the last play. It dribbled to him. He didn't yeah, get a chance. Cody, Cody's second straight game, sec- last play of the game, sacked to end the game. A little note there for uh, <laughs> for the Dolphins. But overall, Dolphins, they played a good game, a solid game. Made one mistake. So it was only mistake of the day was that throw where I didn't really see what he was, what he saw. I think he kind of just put it up there. Yeah. Um, Steve made a nice play on it. One thing I will say about Sobs that recently that I haven't that I haven't seen in a really long time under throwing the deep ball, making Dylan have to stop and jump up rather than try more of a run into it. Um, I've seen Sobs out throw Connor Amano when he's running full speed sixty yards down the field. So I was just I'm surprised that I'm seeing this, but. Uh, not something to worry about, just something that I spotted a couple times. New narrative going into the championship. New narrative. Ken Soaps overthrow his receivers. <laughs> um, now, both teams played well in this one. It was a great game. Shout out to the Bills, like we said probably in the last podcast. Yep. They were the team that had nobody know each other before the season, really, and they became a really good team. Sarov had commanded that huddle. He had them there an hour early each playoff game. They were there before the... Most of their team was there each week of the playoffs before the first game ahead of them started. So I think that just shows how dedicated everyone on the team was. Um, He got everyone involved. Everyone played a role on this team during the year. So, uh, um, like you said, salute Sarov. Came in, played the hardest position in our league that we have, and excelled at a pretty decently high level. Yeah, give me stats. So, 15-24, 175 yards, three touchdowns, one pick, seven carries, 78 yards, and a touchdown. Also an interception on defense. Dylan, 11 targets, which we've been waiting to see for a while. Eight catches, 87 yards, and two touchdowns. uh, One conversion. One thing I want to say about the Dolphins, they were very smart in this game. They saw that the screen was working every single time, and I think they ran it on three straight plays because the DBs on that side weren't getting up, and their receivers were doing a very good job blocking. Sean McDonald and TJ both doing very well blocking just little tidbits as i'm seeing in the game uh tj one catch 15 yards also had two tackles uh sean had two catches 30 yards and a touchdown is that cody bellheimer cody bellheimer cody norton two catches 10 yards both being conversions also had a sack and a pass breakup lebo was a monster in this one uh he had two pass breakups and he had two catches yeah speak on lebo lebo told me after the game lebo few things 
The offensive line of the Dolphins is not bad. The offensive line of the Dolphins gives Sobes plenty of time to make plays and do things. Number yep. two, Lebo is a beast. And the Lebo defensive line, demon. De- defensive line for the Dolphins played very well. Why was Lebo not signed up for the league? He was supposed to go back to school, I believe. Mm, interesting. Mm, interesting. Sign up for the league, Lebo. Be a third round pick. I Thank assume you will. Sir <laughs> for the Bills. Sir off 9 at 23, 165 yards, three touchdowns, two picks, four carries, 52 yards, and a touchdown. Q, four catches, 50 yards, and a touchdown. Also had a pass breakup and four tackles. Uh, Misha had a sack and a pass breakup. Zach Shray had a catch for 12 yards, also had two pass breakups uh, and a sack. Thought he did a pretty decent job early in the game guarding Dylan, negating a few big plays. Had an interception that wasn't called an interception. Had an interception that TJ claims was an interception. I know uh, most referees call simultaneous going to offense. Did seem like Zach caught it from the opposite angle. Uh, I don't think Zach caught it for an interception, but it's okay. <laughs> Ball popped out. Uh, Steve, Steve, four catches, 103 yards, and two touchdowns. Hope he signs up next year and plays. Also an interception. Steve Bowen is in. Steve Hope he's in. And, uh, yeah, Prime had three tackles. Nice. All right. We are 21 minutes in, basically. That was not quick recaps as we expected them to be. Yeah, 21 minutes in. All right. We'll do preview. We'll do our preview of the championship game right now. Fall season 2020, weird year championship. We got the Anthony and Bimbo led Falcons. Number one seed. Against the number two seed, Zach Sobiesi led Dolphins. This was everyone's pick before the season. Yeah. Um, everyone picked them before the season. You said, okay, Sobs and I be probably meet each other in the championship. I wish it wasn't just for the narrative to be wrong, but, but I'm also happy that this is probably the match where everyone wants to say. This is what everyone wanted to see. This is what we came for. This is what we signed up for. How do you feel about this game? Give me, what, give me the strengths and weaknesses, yeah. and then we'll make our picks. Listen. Both of these teams, listen, they're the two best teams in the league. Yeah. Not many weaknesses on either of these teams. Um, I think if you are, I think I'm going to speak to both teams here with what I think needs to happen in like your championship game, what your okay. your game plan should base around. Whenever you see a player on the other team that you believe you can exploit, exploit them. Everyone is going to get some sort of playing time in this game at some point. If you are the Dolphins, when you see players on the, when you see the like less elite players, you go at them to either A, make them have to make plays against you, or B, to make them have to take them off the field and put someone else on there. That's my number one thing. Number two, quarterbacks, like you guys have been doing already, be ready to run. Don't force the ball. Don't um, don't take shots when you... Don't take sh- dangerous shots when you don't have to. Um, but make sure you're pushing the ball a little bit down the field as well. And number three, I want to see from both teams... Just smart defensive execution. Make sure you're changing it up against the other team. You do not want to show either of these quarterbacks the same look every time. Send blitzes from different directions. Confuse the offensive lines. Um, I think those are three things that if you do those things successfully, you should put yourself in a good position to win. Kurtzman's keys to success. Those are. I think those are both. Those are I think those are. Keys. I think those are both things in a championship game. Like you have to out. I think because these two teams and these two quarterbacks are both so elite and they're playing at high levels right now. The way you're going to win this is strategic and like making sure you're prepared for everything that the other team could throw at you and having answers to having counters that their counters essentially. Like when you make an adjustment, you need to make sure that the other team. Um, when the other team makes an adjustment, you have to make sure you make an adjustment to counter that adjustment. And I think that game plan is going to be key for this one. Uh, I talked with Dylan earlier this week. I talked with IB earlier this week. I'm not. I, I'm not telling either team what the other team is doing. I'm just kind of hearing out what both sides have been uh, saying. But um, one thing I'm going to say before you go: expect a low-scoring game. Oh. When the best teams play, when the best teams play, the defenses amp themselves up, and those defenses come to play a little bit more. I expect a similar game to what we saw in week whatever week they played, like six yeah, or seven. I, that was a 2018 final. I expect both scores to be below 25. I was actually going to come out and say the complete opposite. Go ahead. I was going to say opposite. I think this game is a, a 33, 30, 35, 33 kind of a finish. Like I think this is going to be who's going to get the first stop. Like I don't, I don't think it's going to be that low defense. I know, and I know you could say that. I just think my faith, I'm putting all my faith in these guys making plays. Like, there's enough playmakers on this field that I think there's going to be huge plays made in this game. It is the championship. IB's going to make plays with his feet. Soap's going to make plays with his feet. Justin has catch, uh, jump over and catch ability. Dylan has jump over and catch ability. We know Johnny Mack and Jack can take it to the house on any play. TJ, Cody, Sean. Sean, these guys take it to the house. Like, we've seen long touchdowns on both teams the entire season. I think this is going to be a barn burner. I would take the over. In this I game, disagree. yeah, no, we see it differently, which is fine. 
I just think I think that these quarterbacks are going to come out, and I think the offensive game plans are going to, you know, we talked we've talked about how the Falcons were the Falcons were the best defense in the league this year as well. They last time they played, it came down to a Dylan Sheray dropped two point conversion. The game's tied. The game's tied if if he catches that that two point conversion, mm-hmm. um, and it was low scoring in that game. I think these are they're different teams now, though. I think they've gelled and and, and went through it a little bit more than they have. I'm gonna go. I would take the over. I think this is gonna be a high scoring game. My key to my key to victory, Chris. But I don't know if you mentioned it. Just I I think you know this is I guess it's a cop out, but. If Soaps throws zero interceptions and IB throws one, I think the Dolphins will win. If IB doesn't throw a pick and Soaps does, so I think... So like, uh, maybe one, maybe two turnovers. I don't... Yeah, these guys, I'm not counting on them to turn the ball no. over, but if you do, I think that might be your death wish. Yeah. Um, <sighs> I think, listen, I th- they match up well. Like, the matchups go and, around well. Mm-hmm. I think one thing that... The reason why I would take the under and, like, the yeah, theoretical the under, under yeah. is because um, these teams are both game planning way more defensively. Than offensively, I believe because I both because I wholeheartedly believe like listen, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I'm one of the better quarterbacks in this league. I I game plan for defense way more yeah, than you I pencil game plan yourself my in offense for offense because you pencil. Sobs and I be both pencil themselves in to make sure they're scoring at least like the yeah. lowest is three touchdowns for either yeah. of these teams, which is why I think three touchdowns, maybe a fourth touchdown wins the game, which is only 24 to 27 points if you get your conversions where you get them. Um, the 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 Falcons have been. Um, both games last week were lower scoring. I felt like uh, both teams faced in superior, inferior defense teams in round one. That's why you saw it in the 30s and the 40s for the two teams. But um, I just think that the reason why this game's going to be so low is because both these teams are focusing more on their defense and game plans because they know how lethal the offenses are. You're also looking at two of the best defenses in the league. I think you have. I think they finished one and three in terms of power, uh, points per game. So. Um, I think that the defense is going to come to play. I think these are two of the best flag-grabbing teams in the league as well in terms of, I think if you counted like the total flag-grabs on the stats, it would probably be, they'd probably be near the top. Um, elite players in this game, I don't know if I'm ready to make my pick just this second. I don't know if you want to say anything before yeah, we do I'll, that. I'll, I'll say this. Right. Uh, Tommy Savara, my father, has just joined the, the room to, towards the end of the podcast. Dad, we're going over the championship preview we just talked about last week's games. Do you have any uh, you have any nuggets you want to drop here before the the championship between between these two teams, these two quarterbacks? I know you got your your guys, IB and Sobes, that are in the finals. So. I told you they was going to wind up this way. I didn't, you know I didn't expect anything less. Uh, two toughest kids on the block usually. You know sooner or later they got to face each other. Okay. So uh, if you want my prediction right now, I can give it to you. Yeah, get it. Go ahead. All right. Um, I've been saying you know Sobes is LeBron. You know. And uh, IB's right there. If it's, you know, 1A, quarterback 1A and 1B, it's those two guys. And I think it's time for uh, IB to step up to be 1A. Uh, all things being equal, great offenses. I'm going to go with the team that has the better defense, and I'm going to go with the Falcons in this one. Underlying storyline, um, these are the two quarterbacks who won the last two, two leagues MVPs. that have happened, last two league MVPs. So this game... Like it or not, this is who's going to be number one on yeah. everyone's power rankings until next season comes around, where I imagine both players will be back playing quarterback again. Um, with that being said, I said this in our group chat with me, you, and Dylan earlier in the week, and I'm going to stick with that pick. I'm taking the Falcons. I just think that at the end of the day, um, they have better athletes. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. They have better athletes, and that's not to say the Dolphins' athletes are bad. I'm just saying that Jack. I like the combination of Jack, Johnny, Justin, and Sedano uh, over yeah. the combination of Dylan, uh, Sean, Cody, TJ. and TJ. Like, it's not that I don't think that second foursome is bad. I'm just saying that I like the first foursome better. And when you're playing, when playing with equal, these are equal quarterbacks in my mind. I know I just said whoever wins this game is one A, but I'm always gonna look at these two guys as the most equal quarterbacks in the league. Any any time these two play. Either team can win, but in this one, I'm going to take the Falcons. Just so you know, the spread is set at one and a half currently, uh, with possibly all three of us picking the Falcons. The line might rise. I am going to take the Falcons as well. Oh my god! I, can't well, even, I know well, I just can't believe in the championship. We're all taking I the picked same them team. since before you the season. To. I wasn't. I wasn't going to stray away from it. Um, I'm picking the Falcons. I'm rooting for it to be a great game. I'm not shocked at all. No one's shocked if the Dolphins win. No. I don't want to hear any of that. You never believed in us. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't want to hear none of that. I don't want to hear any of that. Other than the two great quarterbacks that probably be MVP choices on both sides, who do you think makes the difference in this game? Other uh, than the quarterbacks. I'm going to go. I said this. 
My my thing is, I, I think whoever throws the first turnover is the death wish because I don't think these guys are being stopped. I think the X factor is uh, defensive player of the year candidate Jack Starner. I think Jack has to make a play on defense. I think he needs to pick the ball off. Anyone in that secondary, I think, needs to pick the ball off. Sobes, they want to win. And um, my X factor for Sobes would be if you get the lead, don't throw that interception. That allows them back into the game. So and I and, and IB did have a little streak where he was turnover prone. Okay. He's been better. He's he's looked good in the playoffs. But um, I, I'm I'm gonna say the X factor in this game is one of the defenders, TJ Angstad, Jack Starner. Those are the two guys that need to make a play on defense. And for me, it's got to be either um, Justin or uh, Sedano. I think one of those guys will step up and uh, and make the key plays in this game. And the last time that they faced each other. Sedano is pretty much in Zach's face the whole game. game, Kind of in his head a little bit. Not that you can rattle Zach because you can't, but if there was one kid that was in his face constantly, it was Sedano. I think one thing we'd be remiss not to talk about is um, the crowd for this game. The Falcons have a crowd advantage. That's just a guarantee. Yeah. Um, I think that that plays into the game a little bit. I think think it also plays into the game the fact that that the Dolphins don't talk shit. I think that matters. And I think it's not a good thing for them. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that that they're going to get uncomposed or they're going to get out of control. But um, when a team is playing well and they're talking shit and they got they got they got the the ability to back it up, Justin, Jack, Johnny, Ivy doesn't really talk shit at all. Um, that matters. My X factor in the game though is going to be the, once again, as it always is, offensive lines. Which offensive line gives their quarterback less of a like less of a like less problems like that's really where I think the game comes down to always comes down to the trenches for me. Um, the Falcons' offensive line has been way better as of late, but defensive line for the the Dolphins is a very very tough task. So I think my X factor is offensive lines for both teams. All right, I'm gonna go. We all took the Falcons. I'm gonna go Falcons by. By two points, three points. Yeah, conversions come. Conversions, conversions, conversions are yeah, what conversions here. That um, we can always say conversions are an X factor, but they know that. You no, know, everyone knows that, and I think we've seen um, why conversions are so important. Uh, really quick, Bills Dolphins game. Bills were down nine, and I know they were down uh, eight, and they went for two to try to make it six, when they could have made it one and got in, cut it to seven. And then the next time they scored, they were down nine, and they could have been a one possession game had they gotten the one. So conversions really important. Get that one point, it could end up being the, the difference in the game. All right, let's go to the awards. That's it for our, our championship preview. What time is the game, Kurtzman? Where is it at? 6 o'clock, Madawan High School. Um, we're going to start it on time, get it going, so make sure you're there before the game starts. I imagine all the players will be there 45 minutes at least early to the game. Uh, under the lights, as the last two weeks have been, and uh, really excited to see it. All right, let's get into... We will be Instagram Live. Okay, let's... Let's get into the uh, the award ceremony, basically, what we could say here. I'm going to have Kurtzman go through the, uh, the the all teams, the awards, and everything like that. And then we'll discuss our personal ballots. And you could say, Kurtzman, say who voted. Hold these people accountable. Who voted for the awards? Um, people who I believe saw majority of the games and followed the league the most. Me, TJ, Dylan, Augie, Matt, Joe Piscopo, I'm Joe Piscopo, Joe Pippoli, and Jason Gomes. Um... If anyone thinks they were that the people that were playing the league were biased in their votes, I can promise you no none, of them, none of them voted for themselves for something that they weren't deserving of. So that's one thing. So uh, I guess we'll go. I'll start from the bottom of the awards, where my wake up, work my, work my way up to the la- the better awards. I guess you can call them. Uh, yeah. Start with the awards, not the all teams. Yeah. The awards. Okay. So the first award we'll give out is um, the trenches award. We could I couldn't think of a name of it. So we'll call it the trenches. We always talk about how important the trenches are. This is somebody who was dominant offensive lineman, got to the quarterback defensive lineman, and also had the receiving stats to back it up. Um, nearly unanimous pick, John Misha. Uh, first year in the league, uh, second round pick was a dominant force on both sides of the ball. Mark came, Mark DeMeo came in second. Jarwar came in third. Okay. Any any comments from the team gallery on that? Yeah, I'd like to. I would have separated both the offense and defense. It's totally two different mindsets. Well, no, it's. it's I agree. Not, John they, Mitchell, the, award is, the award is yeah, best overall. Yeah, best overall line. line. Uh, you got like an Outland Trophy for, for best. Offense All right. Well, that, this isn't college football. Yeah, this, yeah, is, yeah, I'm yeah. just saying I, it's. it's <laughs> It's tough to you know yeah. distinguish the two. Nah, because here's my thing with it, and this is why I agree with it being both. Because 
when you draft the kid, in the, when you draft Mitchell in the second round, you need him it's to because you right. need you know you need to play offensive line and defensive line for you. Right. I can say John Mitchell's the best defensive lineman in the league, but then I can turn around and give you a better offensive lineman. Than but you. the combination of the two, you would say he's the best. Uh, I, I think I think it's up for debate. It's up for debate. But you don't I think it's quarterback season. and running back. It's it's two different positions. All right. So we asked for comments yeah. on the award. We got yeah, yeah. we want different awards. Yeah. Yeah. Can you get? Yeah. Can you give us? What you think about the player? Oh no, I have no doubt that that I I pick Mitchell as. Defensive lineman of the year, also, absolutely. I wouldn't pick him as offensive lineman of the year, though. But lineman of the year. All right, I'm over it. We're moving on. I'm over it. Yeah, all right, the next, the next, uh, the next award was the dog of the year. We've been doing dogs of the week all season. This, do- this was not. Pick. This was not based on who got the most dogs of the week because a lot of times we try to. Shout out new people, get everyone involved, and yes. stuff like that. So uh, this was a unanimous... Oh, no, no, sorry. This was not unanimous. Six out of seven people, six out of seven first place votes went to Joe Denoya. Joe Denoya, heart and soul of his team this year for the Panthers. I yeah. thought he was heart and soul of the league at some points this season. Uh, played for anyone that needed a sub. Um, was just gave heart. Gritty. On, gritty, he was. And he made plays. So I was had no problem with Joe Denoya being dog of the year. Yep. Who was, uh, who was in second, second place? Second place was Jarwar. Third place was a tie between J.K. Will and Johnny Smarco. I like that. Wow. No, no mention of Amir. No mention Amir, of Amir. Amir got a third place vote from one of our voters. I, I have no problem with Joe Denoy getting that award. I no. just. I like the. There's a lot. Of, yeah, no. I but, think there's a lot of guys that were like dog. Oh, I think oh, other people that received votes: Sean McDonald, uh, Jack Hujit, and yeah, that's it. Listen, there are a lot of guys that are the backbone of this league. And guys like Amir, he's yeah, definitely one of them. I agree. Um, for comeback player of the year, this is somebody that either has had a lot of down years, hasn't played in the previous season, and came back. Uh, unanimous selection. Oh, I'm sorry, not unanimous again. Six out of seven first place votes. Vin Gargano. Um Didn't play in the previous fall. Was roughing actually. Came back. Got his. Uh, didn't start up his quarterback. Had five receiving touchdowns before he changed to quarterback, and then led his team to the playoffs and almost pulled off a major upset on the Dolphins in the first round, who are now in the championship. Yeah. Second place was Mark DeMeo, who missed two seasons, I think, um, playing college football, and third was Dean Roventini, nice. also receiving votes. Uh, Joe DeMeo. Nice. Most improved player. Uh, this was almost uh, another unanimous one. Piscopo, Joe Piscopo. Yep. Five out of seven first place votes. Denoya and Jarwar each received one first place vote for most improved. Uh, Jarwar came in second, and Zach Bilheimer actually acquired the most points to be in third. Right, I, I got an issue with this. Okay. You know, I love Joe. Yes. And we're going most improved at the position that he played because he's been a star in this league since he's. Since this he is just a most improved player. At When we last saw him play quarterback, he was ass. Okay. When yeah. we saw him play quarterback this year, he, he got to the he had a better team. He did have a better team, but he also, uh, but you watch him play, it was Last night season when he played with Smitty as his quarterback, he was still a star player. Okay, well, the, the, I, the, I, ballots, I, the ballots can be taken in yeah, the, I interpret it as Yeah, I interpret it as last time Joe played quarterback, and the level of importance that quarterback is plays a huge factor into it. Yes. I agree with Joe winning that award. Uh, Joe was one of the leaders in, in, in uh, interceptions this year, right? Yes, Joe was also one of the leaders. In he plays both sides of the ball, and he plays it great. So I gave say, him. I voted for quarterback. Most improved. I can't go with that. Okay. I, I, he like I said, clear, great he, player. Great yeah, players don't. His quarter. Yeah, his improved. quarterback skill literally went from a one out of ten no, so to I like asked, a seven. I to asked him was, you think he was a one, Joe? Are you judging him from his <laughs> position? That's what yeah, I'm asking. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. That's what. That's what the. I'm assuming that's what the voters decided when they made their pick. Um, Jarwar was voted someone voted Jarwar as a first place and that would have been his second straight year winning the award that just shows how uh, good (laughs) he is he was I think he was a seventh round pick year one I think he was a fifth round pick last year he was a third uh, fourth this year I imagine he'll be a top two pick next year if he continues to play I would have wanted someone different um, other receiving votes. Emmerich received a couple votes. Wiz received a couple votes. I like that. And Sean McDonald. I voted Sean McDonald because I thought he improved massively. I Ed think Zalek, that, did he play? Ed uh, uh, did not get. Ed played with me last year. I think he had a pretty good year where I don't think he was most improved. Okay. Um, sleeper of the year. This goes to somebody who was drafted in the, I'd say, the last three rounds of the draft. So six, I'd say six and below, six, seven, eight, nine rounds that outperformed their draft position. Thank you for your service. Uh, yeah, he had got a couple of votes. He no, did he didn't get it? No. Wow. Um, the winner was, and it was not unanimous, five out of seven first place votes, Giuseppe Capasso. Oh. Giuseppe was an eighth round pick. He led the. He was second in the league in targets, catches, and yard, receiving yards. 
Uh, he was, I think, top seven in touchdowns this year. So very deserving man of the award. He was in seventh or eighth round pick, um, and he shined all season. Second place was Jack Hujit, who absolutely filled up the uh, defensive leaderboards in all categories, tackles, uh, interceptions, pass breakups. He was doing everything for them. And third place was Cody Norton, who nice. played on, is playing on a team in the championship, uh, is top, uh, amongst the league leaders in uh, catches, touchdowns, and yards as well. And uh, very also was also a very deserving person of this award. I think any of the, if you vote for any of those three guys for this award, all great picks. Um, Rhett, I think the stats kind of just hurt him, just being just being a really offensive lineman. Came on, came on late as a defensive lineman, caught, made a couple of nice catches for me uh, throughout the season, but overall I think that's why he didn't get in more votes, and that were the only four people that received votes for this award. I think this was a pretty um, chalked award before we got to the voting. Okay. Any thoughts on that? No, I like it. Yeah, like I think it. that was the three that made the most sense. Um, for Rookie of the Year. Tommy Galante, six out of seven first place votes for him. Suroff received the other first place vote. That was by uh, Mr. TJ Sparrow. I'll talk about my ballot later. Yeah. Uh, John Misha came in second, and Suroff slash Danino both had enough votes for third team. Uh, a third place, I mean, in that uh, award. You agree with Tommy being rookie of the year? No, I would have went with uh, Danino. Oh, okay. okay. All right, fair enough. Fair. I, I think I, I think more people were just like, quarterback more important than receiver. Not, not hating on Tommy, but... Uh, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, we know you Mike's, don't a, Mike's, a, know you don't Mike's a fine anymore. pick. Mike's a fine pick for the uh, rookie of the year, for sure. I think a lot of voters also... don't. We don't like giving two people... The same uh, one word, as, as you'll people. see. Foreshadowing. So, yeah, foreshadowing. Um, defensive player of the year. Unanimous vote. Jack Starner uh, was amongst the league leaders in interceptions, in touchdowns, in tackles, in... Uh, basically everything. He did it all for them. He was a beast this year for them. He made more plays for them than a lot of offenses, some guys on offense made this year, and that's hard to do when the ball's not supposed to be coming towards yeah. you. Uh, fully deserving of the award, Defense Player of the Year. Unanimous. Unanimous decision. Um, and, yeah, I really don't have anything more to say about that. Justin came in second. Austin came in third. Austin finished league-leading uh, league 16 sacks. Justin actually ended up wow. leading the league. Tylee Lee in interceptions also had a couple touchdowns defensively as well. Um, I personally voted for Joe Piscopo, second in this. He made a late run at interception leader. He also, unlike a lot of these guys, was playing man most of the season, not playing zone, guarding their team's best player. So I took that into consideration a little more, um, and I voted for Austin third in that. Yeah, I like that. I, I would have had, my top three would be Jack, and then I'd have probably Austin right behind him second yeah. with Joe third. Yep. Uh, I mean, Maybe Sobes, maybe Sobes in there yeah, too. Maybe Sobes also another good guy. We'll foreshadowing a little defensive teams. Um, yeah. Okay. And then for offensive player of the year, another unit, the unanimous vote. Mike Dino led the league in all offense statistical categories. That's obviously one, just getting the targets needed to do that. But two, him just being an absolute beast all season, uh, making guys miss, steady hands all season. Uh, did everything for us a lot for us offensively, and yeah. I was glad to have him on our squad. Um, this was Danino unanimous, Dylan unanimous second, uh, I'm sorry, Dylan almost unanimous second, Justin third, Tompkins received three votes for, okay. um, one of the places for Offensive Player of the Year, and as you've all been waiting for, I think we all know where this one's going, MVP of the league, this is now his third MVP, uh, second since we've become as official as we are now, Zach Zobieski, unanimous decision, all seven guys here voted for Zach. Um, Zach was a beast all season. He had the second most total touchdowns this season. I think he had the most passing, the least interceptions on the season, I believe. Um, he did it all. He's the reason why the Dolphins are where they're at, and I think he was a w very worthy unanimous MVP. I had Zach, and then I had IB yeah, as my um, two. Most people, only people, only people who received votes were Sobs got all the first place votes. Me and me, Vin and IB split the second second place votes, but I had four of them, so I got second place. And then I did not vote myself second place, by the way. I voted Vingargano second place. I voted myself third place. Um, reason I voted Vingargano second place was because he had receiving stats for when he played receiver that were uh, somewhat top of the league. And then he came in, played quarterback, saved his team's, his team's season, and got them to the playoffs. So that's why I voted for him second. I voted for myself third. Uh, one person that received the uh, – there was one other player that received a MVP vote third third place. Who do you think it was? That I, was, I didn't – not a quarterback. 
Um, a skill position player? No. Jack Starner. Oh, really? Jason Gomes voted Jack Starner third place in MVP behind me and Sobes. Jack, like we said during Defense Player of the Year, man, he uh, scored a lot of touchdowns for them on defense side. Throw my two cents. Throw your two cents in. I have no problem with Zach at MVP, or even I'd be second. Yeah. I have no problem with that. Um, to me, MVP are guys that make a difference. Guys that if they didn't perform for their teams, their teams wouldn't be where they are. Agreed. Um, you know what? I, I would have liked to heard Serhoff's name mentioned. He took his team a long way and doing it in the first year of this league. I would like to hear his name in there somewhere. I didn't. Uh, uh, Vin Gargano. That team totally turned around when yeah. Vin took the helm. Chris I, had him at too. Vin, uh, uh, so did Augie. Okay. Yeah, I, I, you know, I like to hear his name mentioned more. Uh, guys like that, uh, without a doubt. And, and you know, it's not just the quarterback. There are other teams, other players. I could give you a whole list of players. Yeah, 100%. but I'm not going to do that. But you know what? This, this is. I thought this was a great year. I thought a lot of players stepped up. I thought. Uh, uh, teams were equally matched, and then towards the end of the year, it wasn't just the same old teams in there. You know, the same old quarterbacks. No. You know, we had some new faces, uh, teams that performed very well. And I was glad to see it. Just makes this league going to be stronger moving forward. I was glad that. Just a little quick thing off that. I was glad to see other quarterbacks in the um, semifinals more because it meant that quarterback didn't mean like quarterback wasn't the end all be all yeah teams teams at the end of the day can still prevail i know the end of the day our championship game is the falcons and the uh, dolphins which are probably the two best quarterbacks in the league but you saw that they were both pushed to the brink in multiple playoff games this year all right let's go into our all teams now we have a first second third both offense and defense team and we have an all rookie team as well the format that we have lined out here is quarterback three offensive linemen, three receivers, and then a flex, which could be either a, uh, which could either be the... It's, it's, uh, what I told everyone was, you make it what you want to be. If you want it to be the the next best guy you would have put on the, the second team, go ahead. If yeah. you want to do it someone who played multiple positions, which makes them a quote-unquote flex, flex, go ahead. Yeah. And if you want to, any way you interpreted it, this is who you think are, like, the most important guys in the league, I guess you could say. All right, let's start with the first team here. Okay, so... The first team had four unanimous selections. Sobes at quarterback unanimous. Mark DeMeo at offensive lineman unanimous. Oh, five, I'm sorry. Tompkins was had five votes for offensive line, two votes for flex. So still got seven first-team votes unanimous. I put him at offensive lineman, though, because he had more votes there. Okay. Misha, not unanimous, but had uh, six out of seven first-place votes. Um, Danino, unanimous. Dylan, unanimous. Justin Ferrara, not unanimous. Six out of seven first place votes. And Giuseppe was the flex. Any okay. problems with that from anyone here? No. I like, I, like, I want to go through all the teams then. Now, I'd rather you guys give me the problems than the what the league decided. So I'll oh. do my bout after. Okay, so I don't think there's any problems there. I think no. those are the three best receivers. I think those are the three best linemen and the best quarterback. So And then Giuseppe had the stats exactly. to back up Absolutely. his first team. Also a very um, scary player went out there. Defense. Defense. Austin, sack leader. If he wasn't unanimous, there was going to be a problem here. He was a beast on the line all season. Multiple safeties. Um, did everything for them on the defensive line. Jarwar got, I think, five out of seven first place votes. Zach Bilheimer rounds out the defensive lineman. Um, Jack and Justin, both unanimous DBs, first team. And rounding out the first team is Zach Sobieski and Joe Denoya. Uh, Joe Noya, high in pass breakups, high in tackles, made plays all season long. I feel that he did deserve the fourth spot um, on the defensive backs, first team for defense. What do you think? No, I had Denoya. I had Denoya well. on there. Um, I have a problem with this. I'm going to uh, say the first problem. Um, not anything against Zach Bilheimer, but I personally put Chase on my first team defensive line. I felt that... Um, not that Zach is like a one-trick pony, but you, there are ways to stop Zach. I think there. Are, I think if you ask a lot of linemen around the league, they say Chase is probably one of the hardest guys to block, if not the hardest guy to block in the league. Um, but Zach is a form, very good pass. Great, I should say great. He's an elite pass rusher in the league. He was up there in sack, so I'm not mad about that. That's just my only change in my battle was Chase first team over Zach. Bohan. I got. Uh, uh, Go ahead. After every game, uh, I usually talk to the quarterbacks. You know, and ask them the same question. Yeah. Who was the toughest guy on him? And the name I heard almost every week was Moosey. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I, I wanted this. Why I wanted to wait because he's gonna be on a team. Yeah. Yeah, like okay. he's not okay. he's not getting snubbed here. That's yeah, why yeah, I wanted. Yeah. Well, this is his first team, right? Yeah, this yeah, is his first team. Well, so you would have gave him first team honors. Well, you know, if you included me in the vote, I would have to. I would know where we're at, and I, you know, 
would hang back. But I I'm sorry, you missed more than you missed more than half the season. This no, year. I'm not even. No, I didn't. Mm. I missed the, what the last two weeks. Uh, no, we missed. We missed. We missed, missed. We missed. Yeah, so you, I think we every missed. time you didn't show up, you yeah, didn't show yeah, up. That yeah. was probably about half the week. So yeah. I'm not nah, saying I, I didn't show up for two games and I missed one game. No, that's not saying that your no, opinion isn't appreciated no. or valued. It's just saying even your votes wouldn't have made a difference. Out. I got you. <laughs> I understand. I asked yeah. if you wanted to do the podcast. You said no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, second team. Second, second team. team. Um, it ended up being me, Austin, Sedano, and Douglas as the offensive lineman. Q, Paulie, Billy Andrews as the receivers, and the flex was Julius. Okay. Um, for a defensive lineman, it was Sedano, Misha Chase, TJ Angstad, Joe Piscopo, Q, and Jack Kujit. Well, I'm, I'm confused. Misha wasn't first-team defensive lineman? Misha was not first-team defensive lineman. But he was voted all best best lineman of the year. I mean, being offensive line first team and being defensive line second team. And I also want to say this: people and also had nine receiving touchdowns. So yeah, I want to I want to say this. I want to say this. Um, I didn't have uh, I didn't have Misha on my first team defensive ballot because he did miss a few games. Whereas I know. Oh, you should give your caveats on your ballot because you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I will. I will. Yeah, you're right. I'll wait to talk. I, I want to talk about my ballot. I'll wait to talk about yeah. it. You should just wait at the end because yeah. you you have caveats and things you didn't take into consideration. Yes. Um, or things you did that you weren't supposed to. Anyway, <laughs> uh, that was the second team. Other guys that received, uh, I'll say the third team actually. Those other guys that received votes are. So wait, say, so, so you did second team defense. I did. Sedano, Misha, Chase, TJ, Angstad, Piscopo, Q, and Kujit. Okay. Third team, QB, IB, Johnny Samarco, Tommy Torrey, Trustel, J- Connor Romano, uh, Spo, Jack Starner, Flex Vingoriano. True played enough games? Seven, seven out of ten. I think that's it's three-fourths of the season. Good. Um, because Mitch only played seven games also. So good, good, He's going to be on the teams everyone in the seven games deserves. And defensive lineman, Tompkins, Musi, Mark DeMeo, Mahmoud, IB, Billy Andrews, Mike Oliva. Nice. And for the, you want to do all rookie, then we'll talk about everything? Yeah. All right, all rookie team. This is if you haven't played in the league before, uh, if you never signed up, if you play as a sub, I still count you as a rookie. Tommy Galante, quarterback. uh, Misha, Rhett, and Musi were the offensive linemen. Rhett was actually a unanimous selection for the first team. Uh, Danino, Giuseppe, Steve Bowen, and Cody Norton were the four through series and flex. And for D-line, uh, for defense, I mean Misha, Chase, and Rob Torino. Nice. Rob Torino was actually a unanimous selection on the second team defense for all rookie. Uh, Kujit, Dino, Zalek, and Steve Bowen as well. Um, Zalek was a unanimous second teamer as well as Jack Kujit. All right. Um, those are the teams and the awards right there. We'll post yeah. them as well. It'll be on. So, so if they make any. Uh, no, I, so let me let me get teams. let me get into this. Let I me talk about my ballot team. So if you vote of Tommy over Suro, let me talk about Tommy's stats were just superior to Suro. Yeah, this is this is what uh, I want yeah, to talk about. Sorry, they had a second team. Also. No, 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 I didn't have a second team rookie. Right. I didn't. I didn't make them do a second. There's not enough rookies at other positions to make a second team rookie. Yeah, not yet. All right, let's talk about my ballot. I'll be. I like to be transparent. I like people to know who I voted for. Um, I will say this: my ballot. I did basically, I really didn't look at the stats while I did this. I was just looking at the teams, thinking about who popped out to me in my mind. Uh, I, I did not include True or Connor Romano in my ballots. I had them excluded from my ballots because they didn't finish the season with their teams. I know you could just say... Just for transparency, he believes that yes. seven games for True is a different, is a different seven yes, games for, for Misha. Misha. Yes, I do. Which No, no, which you could, if you disagree with it, you disagree with it. But my yeah. opinion is... It does matter where you, where you finish. I do think that is a little bit more important. Finishing the team with your season and going yeah, into the playoffs. Yeah, true. True. No. True. <laughs> I said true should be the first pick. Okay. So there's that. So there's that. I said true should be the first pick. There's that. True knows exactly how I feel about him as a player. Um, my I'll go down my list. MVP I had Sobes. Offensive Player of the Year I had Danino. Defensive Player of the Year I had Jack Starner. Rookie of the Year I had Suroff. I know we said on the podcast we technically weren't supposed to count the playoffs. But even though I am the president of Tommy Galante Fair Club, I had to put Suroff over Tommy because of how well he had his guys playing towards the end of the season and into the playoffs, upsets Kurtzman, and his one play away from beating Sobes. I had to put Suroff as my rookie of the year. I was the only person who voted for him. Sleeper of the year, I, I voted for him. Sleeper of the year, I had Cody Norton. Comeback player of the year, I had Vin Gargano. Dog of the year, I did vote for Joe DeNoya. And I, again, playoffs weren't supposed to count, but Joe DeNoya played three playoff games in a row. 
three games, and he went as hard as he could, gave his max effort every single time. That's the That's definition sure. of a dog. He, I'm happy he won the award. Trenches, I was in a toss-up between Austin and Misha. I ended up giving Misha a slight edge. I'm, I'm not mad at anyone who voted Austin. Austin was 1B, 1A, whatever you want to say in that. Uh, most improved, I, I also had Joe Piscopo. Um, my first first team offense, I had Sobes, Mark DeMeo, uh, Tompkins, Misha as my lineman. Wide receivers, I had Mike, Dylan, Justin, and my flex, I voted Cody Norton first team as well, I think. That team in the championship, you needed to have another guy in there. Um, I, I put Cody. I thought he was just every week showed up and was very consistent. Um, first team, first team defense. I had Austin Jarwar, Zach Bellheimer, uh, guys that that pop off the screen every week. You talk about it when I watch the film and when I was editing the film. Zach Bellheimer's he just every time he's in the backfield. So I had I had to have Zach on there. Defense, uh, my DBs. I voted for Jack Sobes, Justin, and Joe Denoya. Um, I, I had Joe first team. I think I could have made an argument with myself to have Joe Pip, because I think Joe Pip is the best flag grabber in the league. I think you throw Joey in the middle, and it's any yak, any yards after the catch opportunity is automatically deleted with Joey there. But I ended up going with Denoya over him because I think he was a little bit more of an emotional leader for his team. Uh, my second team offense, I voted Mbimbo at quarterback, Nick Sedano offensive line, Johnny Samarco, who I think is the most underrated player in the league offensive line i had nick douglas on the offensive line as well my wide receivers i had giuseppe julius who i probably would have had first team in the flex spot if he didn't end up missing the playoff game and got injured there but i had julius at my second team wide receiver i voted jack second team wide receiver as well and billy andrews my flex my second team defense i had nick sedano misha douglas on the line my dbs i voted Mbimbo, tj angstad joe pip and julius that was my second team defense Third team offense, I had Kurtzman. Uh, then my offense line was I voted Latempa. I voted Wiz because I think Latempa and Wiz were huge parts of that Packers team coming back and playing really well. Uh, I had Rhett as well on my third team offensive line. And my wide receivers, I had Q, Pauly Caldonado, Ed Zalek, and Joe Pip. Nice. Um, my defense, my third team defense, I had Chase, Tompkins, and Musi on the line. DBs, I had Mahmoud, Billy, Kujit, and Mike Danino. My all-rookie team, I had Suroff at quarterback with Misha, Rhett, and Musi at the line. Giuseppe, Mike Danino, Steve Bullen, and Cody Norton as uh, my wide receivers and flex. My D-line, I had Rob Torino, Chase, and Misha. DBs, I had Kujit, Bullen, Mike Danino, Nick Zalek. Anything you want to, to say about, about my... Uh... I, I agree with you on Suroff. I, like, I know Tommy played great and he's got... Probably better stats, but I'm, I'm going for two really bad losses to end his year yeah, compared to the, the one that Soroff yeah. had. And I know, you know what? You want to say uh, playoffs don't count? They do. It's how you wind up. It's how you finish in this league. You know, it, it's <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's say this. Let's say well, this. Playoffs yeah, no. don't count. Okay, Playoff, so playoffs me, shouldn't have counted. Few, let me make a few comments. Yeah. One, when we say the playoffs don't count, that means that the playoffs don't, don't count. count. But CJ yeah. is the only yes. award, the person yes. out here who's making the awards based on that. Number yes. two, one thing I don't like about your list, and this isn't to say that people you put weren't deserving, but I'm gonna because yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, friends I like with it, him, I like because I like I'm it. friends with him, so I can say, and I can say it about him. Someone like Nick Sedano, you put him on second team defensive line. You put him there because the name. No, no. Yes, because no, 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 no. Because if you look at the stats. The stats. Okay, this isn't a word like all right. Who are the best players? Like this is not this. Who had the best seasons? Not who is the best players in the league. There are players in the league. Like all right, he had three sacks this season and was not even high in the tackles either. Missed a couple games. So my only thing with that is I voted based on who had the best seasons, not okay. not who is I know are the most best players in the league. Because if that was true, say I would probably be on the first team defensive line. I'm not saying that my ballot's perfect at all. No, I, I think my ballot that. is I think my ballot this year, one, it's flawed because I included the playoffs. I'm being very transparent. The fact no, I'm aware. you want to hear a reason why? After when I'm showing up to the field the other day and I asked Tompkins what happened, they go, Man, we lost. We were up thirteen nothing. I'm like, what happened? He goes, Nick Sedano happened in the second half. That's what Tom and, and that 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 takes that to me. Went, not trying to sign a dick. Also, he went against the weakest defensive lineman on the other team. So I don't I'm not, not saying, but no, but I'm that not doesn't matter against to me. him. That's the game plan. That's what you're yeah, yeah, that doesn't game, matter to me. But that I mean, <laughs> no, 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 that doesn't. No, it doesn't matter to me because because all defensive linemen have the same opportunity to line up against whoever they want to line up against. 
if you're not sliding in the theory, I guess. Yeah, they could decide where they line up on the field. So in in theory, you could also have Joe slide protection and maybe have a guy in the backfield also chipping and helping out. So there's a bunch of things they could have done. I put Nick on that second team a lot, in large in large due to the conversation that I had with uh, after the game. With, that I had with Tom yeah, yeah. about how he impacted that game. And I think Nick, any given Saturday when he shows up, is, like you said, could easily be first team. So I put him on my second team. But I'm not mad at you for disagreeing with me. You don't no. keep stats on quarterback pressure, right? <laughs> no. Yeah, you want me to, you no, want me to well, advance analytics? Yeah, like, you don't yeah. want Where it, Jason it, goes. It, it makes a difference. I mean, like you, you, a guy like Moosey, if, if he doesn't fill the stat sheet at the end of the game, you know his presence there because if you talk of to course. the opposing quarterback, he goes, this guy's in my face all day. Yeah. Maybe he didn't pull the flag. Maybe he didn't get the sack. Maybe he didn't bat the ball down. Maybe he didn't pull the flag. But he was the guy that caused the pressure that maybe yeah. threw, uh, caused the bad throw. Yeah, Sedano was that kind I of player. I voted for Sedano for 13. That's just, <laughs> yeah, well, like, not, like not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying that is something. Like, like for example, I only put Joe Pip, Joe Pip on my 13 DBs because even though I know Joey's one of the top three defensive backs in this league, Outside of the tackles, none of the other stats were really there. Yeah. He was used in a different way this year, which makes it would made him a little less valuable in stat stats, but to his team, he was everything for them on defense. Yeah. So that's and that's why he got you, a third place. Nice. You got to admit, my, you got to admit when Sedano doesn't show up for the Falcons, it's a different team. A hundred percent. So what I can say and what I can say to you is the first time we played against him when he was on the Falcons, he didn't get within five feet of me the entire game. So like the second time when he played with Augie, he fucking shit on us. But yeah. I'm just saying that there. The stats have to, and I know you said you didn't look at the stats at all, which I once again think is just incorrect of you to do. I know, but I had a good timeout, timeout, timeout. No, I yeah. knew who the league leaders and everything I, like I'm that. I'm not saying were. that. Yeah. I'm not saying that, but for second and third teams, the stats have to matter because it's about this. I don't individual think the stats season. don't matter. I don't think the stats. I, you, all right, so no, no, no. I'm not saying you didn't or didn't. I'm not saying you didn't or didn't okay. go off like. Bit. I'm not saying you didn't. Like, you didn't contradict stats. I'm not saying you contradicted the stats. I'm yeah. just saying I think you should at least look at them and know in the middle of the pack with the second and third teamers. Because that's, I'd say that's where the stats really mattered. Where, so where, where else do you have a problem um, with my, with my list? We have a lot of the same, um, I didn't have the tempo on offensive line team. And I think that's only, that's purely because of didn't have any receiving stats, didn't do anything for Steam outside of blocking, which I also didn't have Rhett on a third team. If it was based on I had only Rhett. blocking, I would have Latempa as probably a second teamer because I think he's a lot better than like the stats show because he's just the guy who does a lot for Steam that the stats don't show. So how do you feel about me? I had because my third team was Latempa, Wiz, and Rhett. Yeah, that that's the no one you voted for, right? That's in um, Wiz was in my honorable mentions. Okay. after third team, I, really, I, had, I did I, a few. Honorable Wiz didn't mentions. make the team, right? He didn't make the third Wiz team. Act, I'm actually, I was actually looking at it right now, and I'm pretty sure he actually ties third team offensive lineman with Tommy Torrey. So, so Wiz, you have actually you, Wiz, have, you have no, he has honors. he has three he has three he's tied with him. So he's um, I apologize, Wiz, you are a third team offensive. He will lineman. be in. He will be in the post. He'll be on the Yeah, he'll be in the I'm very. I think Wiz is deserving of. I don't think. Their season turns around without him. Wiz um, also has the receiving stats yes. in conjunction with a lot of those other guys that backs up a third, a third team or even a second team vote. I think uh, I'm gonna have like an old Tommy team, like an old Madden team. I got an old Tommy. Old team. Tommy. Team. I have, okay. I have a regret. What's your regret? No, Stephen Bowen on my list. Okay. Did he play enough games? Maybe. I was about to say you cannot tell me that. You're but he finished. Play. But he finished. That's what he my thing was. Like four games or he, five games. But he finished. Okay, he played. Finishing four is. Games. I I, I no. took into. I took that's True off my ballot and Connor Fowler because they didn't finish. That's yeah. Stephen the Demon. Yes, yeah. that's why I didn't. I, it was awesome. So um, yeah, that's my ballot. You want to say? Both do you want to say your ballot, Kurtzman? I don't have it written down here. Like it's not like my thing is All right. blank right now. That's yeah, fine. It's fine. I, I'm cool with my ballot no. being transparent. I mean, if you re- if you really want my ballot, nah, I will, nah, we I'll know say it. Yeah, like you I mean, I, I didn't. You talked to much about the players enough. Yeah, like we're, I had most of these people that were on here. I think I had Paul. I think I put Paul on the second team for D defense. He didn't get every. Not everyone voted him for second team. Um... But yeah, no, I think really outside of that, you had, I think, a couple outliers. I'm trying, I want to say some outliers. I'm trying to find outliers. Um, Q was only one, only Gomes gave Q a first team receiver over Justin. Okay. Um, the stats probably backed that one up a little more than the, um, the eye test, even though Q is a great player. I think Justin's solidified himself as top two, top three. Um, trying to see other, uh, other, Kujic got a few first team DB votes. Um, Jack had one second team offensive vote. I had, yeah, Kujic, yeah. third team. Um, Vigargano had a second team flex vote, but that was really it. I'm just, not really, not really a lot of outliers with this. Um, just pretty solid 
all-around list. I think these were definitely most of the playmakers, guys that made plays. Obviously, there's guys on here that didn't make teams. Um, just off the top of my head, like Marola, Paul, Ferrali, guys that have been in the league a while. Emmerich, I thought I possibly would see on a team this year. Um, a lot yeah, of, no, M. Yeah. I didn't vote M. No, I think, yeah, the stats, and the, I think at the end of the day, the stats just weren't there. They had a lot of quarterback issues all season yeah. the Seahawks. Um, I was happy to see a Ravens player get on there, Spo, get a third team. Not he was a bright spot for that team uh, this season. Played quarterback, played a lot of good receiver. Um, happy to see Mark get on there his first year back. It was well recognized in the league, but uh, I think everyone that deserves to be recognized was recognized in these awards. These awards will be posted on Twitter as well as the Instagram yep. at some point in the next day. Instagram with the graphic, well, yeah, the tweet we'll will be up first. Um, and yeah, that's, that's pretty really much it. it. We're, we're an hour and five in. Wow, Long we, pod. we yeah, said we, thirty. We, I said thirty-six minutes when we uh, yeah when we sat down. Yeah, so. yeah, we were. Uh, we I did. We did, we did thirty-six minutes on the awards alone. So yeah. one thing I want to say, just because we had a little Galante Suroff uh, debate there, I know most of our voters voted for Galante. Galante finished with um, eight more total touchdowns. He finished with over. Oh, actually, he finished with less rushing yards. Wow, that's actually surprising to me. Um, no, I just felt like he had more touchdowns. He had more touchdowns for them. He was playing with a worse. I think he was personally playing with a worse team okay. defensively. They were much worse than the Bills were this season. Wow. And um, I mean, they were. Oh, okay. No, you had arguments with me how uh, the Bills were much worse than the uh, than the I don't than the believe, Patriots. I don't. I think uh, we could pull up some tape. If no, you know, we did. We were. We were yeah. I said the Bills were bad. Yeah, no, we well, said yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Remember when we, I said stop? Bills? We freaked out. We take your W. We freaked out when we when he said that he put the Bills over the Patriots. We freaked out. We did. We did freak out. Me and you had a freak out. No, I. That's when he told us. That's when he told us. That had to do with who was playing better at the time. Time. Yeah, at the time. Not oh, big on big on how you're playing at the end of the season. So let's just say that at the time of that conversation, it was who was playing better at that time. You're saying the Patriots were a better team. Patriots have a way better had a way better offense, I thought, and the the Bills had way better. The Bills were struggling. The The Bills the Bills were holding teams where at the time when you made the when the Bills when the Bills weren't scoring when the Bills weren't scoring. Their defense is keeping in them in games. When Tommy didn't score, his They're team got blown, blown out. out. I think that I think the the stats on the season show. Oh, regardless, yeah, that's fine. regardless, yeah. both quarterbacks, rookies, played phenomenal this season. Staples, Staples in the league. Hopefully, going forward, I hope I, I know. Actually, I know from both of them they'll be coming back for our next Staples. season. So that has. I mean, that wraps it up not, for the awards. Not mad at it at all. No. Very uh, congratulations, to everyone who made the awards. If you didn't make the awards, you felt like you got snubbed. Um, we're sorry, but yeah, hopefully, come back next season, and make first team. Don't even make it a. Don't even make it a debate. We will catch you guys at the field Saturday, 6 o'clock. We're looking forward to it. Good luck to the teams of the champions championship. Shout-out to everyone who has been rocking with the pod the entire season. We'll catch you guys then. Peace.